Hello and welcome to an extremely positive game, Pass Forever, a standalone segment of the Outside is Overrated podcast. Each month we dive into a new game off the Xbox Game Pass lineup. This segment exists because of the generous support of our backers on Patreon. If you enjoy this content, please visit patreon.com slash and consider pledging just $2 a month to support the show. Outside is Overrated is presented by Premier Health. Check out their website at premierhealthmn.com. That's premierhealthmn.com. I'm your host, Tom Sidlachik, and joining me for the discussion today are Hobbybox, Joe Burns. hey And Dr. C, Casey Helene. Hey, what's going on, everybody? For June's Game Pass Forever game, our benevolent overlords on Patreon chose Trek to Yomi by Polish developer Flying Hog Studios. Lots of Polish developers that we've played games for. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, we did the medium for a different yep. show segment, Game Pass Forever. Uh, we did... Uh, I'm completely blanking on The Witcher. The Witcher 3. Yep. Wild Hunt. That was also done by a Polish developer. Anything else? Uh, Wolfenstein Polish? No, but no. it was, uh, it was uh, Outriders. 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 Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah, we are uh, a big fan of the Poles here. Yeah, I'm yeah. a quarter Polish, so there you go. Yeah, well, there you go. I think I'm Polish, too. I'm... So Lachik sounds Polish. Yeah, well, I... Or Czech... that's maybe Czechoslovakian yeah, or something. Yeah, Czechoslovakian and German. I don't know. I don't know my heritage. Anyways, this studio is known for Shadow Warriors. <laughs> I looked at the list of games. That was the only thing I thought I had heard of. You ever play Shadow Warriors? May- maybe. I- I'm not... It sounds familiar, but I don't know if I know exactly what it is. Yeah, sounds familiar. I don't think I've played it. Uh, Slog to Yomi is a side-scrolling action game. Oh, did I misspeak? Trek to Yomi. Trek. My mistake. Honest mistake. Well, really, the Trek was okay. It was the slog through Yomi that was more of a problem. Yeah, Trek to Yomi is a side-scrolling action game. The core gameplay loop consists of exploring 2D boards, looking for collectibles including health and stamina upgrades. You fight armies of dudes and demons with your sword and ranged weapons. Joey, you nominated this game for Game Pass Forever because of your affinity for samurai movies. What did you find so enticing about that era or genre? I've always had an interest in the genre since seeing Hidden Fortress and Ran by Kurosawa as a teenager. And so, and then, like, you know, around the same time I got into anime, and so, and I played lots of, like, Japanese RPGs. So I've always been interested in, like, japan in general and the whole like samurai concept is just super interesting to me granted i know it's not much different than like medieval knights or anything like that but it is and it's just very unique like i've read the book shogun which is one of my favorite books of all time uh which is like super interesting also and so yeah i've always i've just always been really interested in that um and i was also uh excited to play something that was a bit shorter and hopefully streamlined compared to some of the other games that we've been playing recently. And so that was another reason why I uh, put it up. As opposed to the buggy tech demo that we played last month in Marvel <laughs> Avengers? Yes, though I, I was the one that actually really enjoyed Avengers, even with all the problems. So Yeah, well, you're on a roll for nominating games that I just absolutely <laughs> love and adore. <laughs> I don't have much of an affinity for Japanese culture. I do enjoy JRPGs. It's uh, one of my favorite genres of games, but I don't have any particular affinity for samurais. If I was given the option to play any samurai game, I would have tackled either Sekiro or Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I mean... Honestly, Sekiro, because I'm really into the Soulsborne formula right now. Yeah, uh, so I guess here here's how I would put it. If you play Trek Tiomi and you're wondering what good samurai game do I want to play, I would say, do you really like the whole parrying and countering aspect of Trek Tiomi? Because if you do, play Sekiro. If you just like everything else, uh, <laughs> then I would say you should play Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is awesome. Sekiro, I hear, is like the hardest Souls go- Soulsborne game. Sekiro is awesome. Like, there's gadgets on your arm there, and it's wacky, and it's over the top. And I played a few hours of Sekiro, and I loved it. Casey, you get to speak now, too. <laughs> Woo! Samurai! Samurais! Uh, do you have any particular affinities for samurais? Uh, not in particular. I mean, I like the culture and the tradition um, more than anything. I don't go out of my way to play samurai-based games or watch samurai movies or anything like that. But if I ever come across something that seems interesting, I will try to partake in that. But, yeah, it's not something that I'm like, oh, samurai, yeah, let's get that. Let's go play that. I mean, it's it's Yeah, well, it's you don't cool. play video games. Samurais so. are cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> this game attempts to capture the vibe of old school samurai movies. It was done completely in black and white, a very bold and interesting art style. What were the strengths of this presentation, Joey? Yeah, and I think the art style is definitely what made the game pop out to people when like the uh, uh, trailers and stuff were shown during like games coverage. Because uh, I remember people like seeing that and being like, oh, that looks awesome and, and everything. Can you think of another game that you have played in black and white since, I don't know, since like games came out in color with the NES? Uh, I mean, so Ghost of Tsushima, you can turn on what they actually called, I think they actually called Kurosawa mode, and it, it would turn the game into black and white so that you could play it like it was one of those samurai movies. But otherwise, a game that's wholly designed just in black and white, Minute is Minute. That's right. Minute is all black yeah. and white. So Minute would be one of the things. Um, there's not a lot, though. And I wouldn't say that Minute's art style particularly stands out. It looks like crappy and old and retro to me. Well, I mean, it's retro. This, I mean, looks- to everybody else that doesn't hate retro. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> this game, the art style is so striking, and it's just black and white. Like, I couldn't believe how much the art grabbed me. I, I enjoyed it. I, it did a really good job of capturing capturing the aesthetic that they were going for for sure unfortunately one of the downsides of it is that i think the art style actually detracted from finding things in the game uh you would have to get really close to it for it to give you a bigger white blip otherwise it was this small little white blip that fill it sort of mixed in with like the film grain and stuff like that and granted you could turn the film grain filter off but then it, I don't know, it lost a lot of the aesthetic like pleasure that I got from it, so I turned it back on. But I, I think the art style actually detracted from, from finding some of that stuff in the game, which is a negative because that stuff is drastically important to progressing in this insanely difficult game at times. <laughs> Casey, did you grab on to the old school movie vibe? Uh, I really like the black and white art. I don't know if it captured that old school movie vibe necessarily for me, but I really liked how it still, despite being in black and white, was actually really visual. Like the shadows and the light and everything that they were still able to somehow play with that. It was kind of incredible. There are some really stunning things that they did. Like they set up some incredible shots. Like one that stands out to me is you're on a bridge and you're fighting these dudes. And as you slash them down, they fall off the bridge and fall into the river below. And Mm -hmm. then you see them float away. It's like, wow, that's really cool. They also set up a lot of different types of shots. Like, they'll do different things with the camera. Enjoy one that I know that you took issue with. Sometimes they zoomed way out. They yeah. zoomed way out, which made it difficult to fight. Like, it was a cool it was yeah. a cool thing that they did, visually stunning, but it's something I would have much rather enjoyed watching instead of having to have very precise timing to not die and go back to the checkpoint for that 100th time. Right. I mean, it, 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 was, it was good for an effect. Like, as you're moving through things, it would be nice, but it would have been nice a lot of those times if it would have pulled in tighter so that you can see what's going on when you're in those fights because you have to be incredibly precise with what you're doing in all of the combat, otherwise you're screwed. And there are also moments where there are things between the camera and your character. <laughs> yes. yeah. So like there's pillars or statues and like so you have to be very careful with where you position yourself so you can see what you're doing and when you're gonna be hit so that you can parry, block, fail to stun and uh, <laughs> hack away. Yes. Yeah, it was. I, like I said, it was really cool, and and to kind of touch on what you said, Joey. Like it did make it sort of difficult at times to find the different items and things like that. But I actually kind of liked the way that it added to some of the difficulty. And like as you're exploring, going to different rooms and things, like having to go through the shadow to try to find these different rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was that that was pretty pretty neat how they were still able to capture that in this game. I also really like um, from a sound perspective that it was all Japanese dialogue. Um, and I mean, I don't know, I, other than what it told me at the bottom of the screen that they were saying, uh, I, I don't know like how they were saying it, but it sounded really cool to me. So, um, that added to that aesthetic of like watching a Kurosawa movie, I think also. And we know Um, Tom loves sound, uh, subtitles. Yes. (laughs) I was just going to comment on that. (laughs) The one downfall to it though, was with the black and white, sometimes the subtitles got washed out and you couldn't really see what it was. I noticed that too. Super frustrating. Like, 70-inch 4K TV, like, I should be able to read everything that's happening. And really, so many games have the option or just make it so that there's a slight background to 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 the captions. That's like, that's all they needed to do with it. 
it's something that you th- would have thought would have come up in playtesting, but... Yeah, um, I don't think they playtested this at all. I stumble on my funny joke right there. Yeah, I they had to have to some extent, but I at know, some I, point you just got to release things too, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, you brought up this positive of the <laughs> voice acting, of the sound design. I want to talk briefly about a negative. There were aspects of the sound design that I thought were absolutely atrocious. <laughs> Mainly repeated sound effects that just happen constantly. Early in the game, you're in a village and it's being destroyed and there's women weeping. And it's just like loop. And like I play with surround sound, so it sounded like I had this woman just wailing in my ears for like the entire board. <laughs> like It was a fine sound effect. It was captured well, but it was just looped endlessly and like at times phoenix would look over and like what the hell are you playing and I'm like, yeah i know it's really irritating i'm sorry i have to be really slow and careful or i'm gonna have to restart again and lose my gd mind and then you'll be the lady weeping <laughs> just unfortunate that you know in a game that the art style was so good the sound design to me just outside of the spoken dialogue was just horrible yeah. No, it, that and it was just yeah, over and over and over the same types of things again until you got to a new screen and then it was either that was continuing or there was other sound effects that were just used over and over and over again. Later in the game when you're actually in Yomi, uh there's a sound effect that I thought sounded like Gollum and it was just repeated yeah. over and over again. It's like, "Oh, great. I have the one ring." Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least I can show Frodo how it's done. <laughs> exactly. That's very accurate. For player progression, in lieu of XP and a leveling system, players advance by finding health and stamina upgrades scattered across the boards, along with a slow trickle of new moves. Casey, did you like the advancement for characters in this game? Did you feel like you were getting progressively more powerful as the game advanced? I thought it was okay. Um, I liked that the health and stamina boosts, as well as the ammo increases, were tied to exploration, but I wasn't... A, yeah, go ahead, Tom. Uh, quick sidebar for Joey here. As somebody who loves exploring every nook and cranny in the games that we play, did you like that exploration? Did, was that a compelling hook for exploration for you, or did it leave you wanting? Uh, I mean, so I think the biggest problem with it is it was sometimes really hard to see. Like, they hid, I think, a lot of the entrances to the side areas to find the collectibles or those other things. Like, I feel like I tend to go through games with a fine-tooth comb to try to find that stuff. And then I would get to a point where I'd find a collectible, and it would be like like two after the last one I had. I was like, where the hell were the other ones? Interesting. I didn't run into that as much because I was using the collectibles to checkmark my progress so I'd know how close I was to being done with each board because I desperately wanted to finish this game. Yeah. Um, wasn't as much of an issue for me. But sorry, Casey, we uh, interrupted your thoughts on player advancement. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't a big fan of the way that you learn new attacks. Um, so they usually happen after some sort of mini-boss, and then after you beat the boss, a new attack combo would pop a, pop up on the screen, and uh, just like that, when it would pop up, it would be out of my mind, and I would completely forget how to do that combo. Well, you could pause the game and go into the move list and see it. Yeah, but, like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I know I know it's there, and they, and they do give you that option, and they give you... Like that, and you can go in and see all the other little trinkets and stuff that you find, which didn't really do yeah, anything no, as far as I'm. Yeah, yeah, but the the move list is there, and like I just found myself using the same combos the entire game. Uh, you know, I tried some of them, and it would just end up getting really frustrated when it didn't work because you'd get your butt kicked, and then more than likely die, and then you got to go back to the next save point. So it was just more of a, a frustration for me um, with the controls. I think it was they was a big struggle with i don't know if it was button timing like i don't know there was just seems like something was was off the whole time it definitely was uh i'll add one small note there were also ways to find combos on like banners hidden throughout the world and other collectibles so it wasn't just mini bosses although that did certainly play in Uh, i just didn't think many of the combos worked like i would generally try them after they were released and i played the first two chapters just doing heavy, heavy combo literally the whole time until I got to a boss and I had to vary things a little bit. Yeah, I, I I mixed it up a little bit. A lot of the times I probably wasn't really even doing like the specific combos from the things, just finding button press combinations that I, th- that I thought worked. One of the problems with how it like slowly gave you these things is that 
you would be used to doing certain things, and then you would get a new move that would end up being tied to having the directional button going in a certain direction for and instance, then attacking. For instance, the basic stun attack is XXY. Yes. And that is, after Chapter 2, that is what I try to do on every enemy, literally the rest of the game, with very limited success. Yes. And, and so, because then shortly after you unlock that combo, you unlock one where if you're holding up, it might be even before you get that, you, well, you're holding up on the D-pad, or on the analog stick, and then you hit X, it does a different move. So then you can't do that stunning combo if you start off a different combo. Uh, and, and so that became problematic, and it basically got to the point where I had to train myself to... Okay, I'm going to do the stunning combo. I'm lifting my thumb way off the controller so that I don't touch the analog stick. Otherwise, I can't do that. Uh, And I think one of the other things that got frustrating with that is I think it's about chapter four. I think it's chapter four. You unlock a parry where you switch sides on the (laughs) defender. Which is great in all, except for your attacks that you have after you are in the position when you cross across the defender are so limited and you can't do much damage that way when it's like, otherwise, if I have a perfect block, I want to just hammer him with the stunning combo and I can't do that if I pass through him. So I, I can't block if I'm holding a direction on the on the analog stick. Otherwise, I'm going to go past him and then I can't really do much damage. And so it, it got to a point where you get used to playing a certain way and then it gives you something that's supposed to be a benefit, but it ends up being being like a problem because now it's like I have to relearn how I'm, how I'm approaching these guys so I don't accidentally do a move that I don't want to do. That parry swap was such a pain in the butt for yep. the final boss. For the final boss, like it would, it would ruin entire runs for me. It just, ah, oh, brutal, brutal. Cool looking move, and like early mm-hmm. on, like it was pretty neat. Like when you're getting swarmed by four basic dudes at once, that you can kill with one or two slashes. Like it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, now, uh, now they're I'm not in the middle of this group anymore. Yeah, but it became a liability. Yeah, uh, and. I don't know. There's a couple of moves that I must have missed where I could collect it because there was one that was like on the fourth row in the middle. I did, I never got that move. Hopefully it wasn't important because I never got it. Yeah. Granted, like you said, though, Casey, <clears throat> I tended to do the same types of moves all the time. It helped a little bit when I got to the point where I got stuck that there was like a fast attack combo that you could do. And once I started doing that, like I was able to just get lots of hits. The thing with that is that it doesn't do a ton of damage, but you see, basically, I'm just spamming the same attacks over and over and over again because, hey, those ones are actually effing landing as opposed to some of these other ones that I'm trying to pull off, like the stunning combo. Because when you get into more contracted battles, you want to pull off the stunning combo because that gives you a little bit of health. And then if you do the finisher, you get a lot of health back. And there's so much room in between combat sometimes that you need to gain that health back otherwise you're just gonna have to restart at the last checkpoint we talked yeah afterwards we were done i never once got the stun combo to work not one time the entire game joey's like oh i got the achievement for like 50 but i'm like <laughs> i tried it so many times that i would just get my butt whooped and i'm like this is stupid like i'm never gonna i just gave up after a while and i just never got it to work and i used that fast combo like that's all I did. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't high damage. And like that was super frustrating, especially towards the end when you had to hit some guys like 12 freaking times for them to die with that. But I wasn't getting hit. And that yeah. was the main thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I relied on that fast combo a lot, too. I think that was also XXY with maybe analog stick forward. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly what it was. Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we kind of tipped our hand already, but Casey, how was the core exploration melee action gameplay? It was kind of boring. Uh, even though there are like 20 more combos you can use, I ended up using the same ones over and over because the bigger moves just never seemed to work. Uh, I was constantly parrying and counterattacking every opponent. Other than that, like the dash attack for me seemed pretty helpful, uh, especially on certain levels, like the one where the bridge was falling uh, and you had to keep up. Like if you could just dash forward, use the heavy dash attack and it would one shot them. Like I've figured that out after probably my fourth time dying and getting pissed off and swearing and smashing my controller. I'm like, oh, dummy, I can just dash forward and stab these people. So here's a question (laughs) though. Like I always have issues. This is like a thumb logistics question. 
I always have issues with if I'm using like that right face button, which is the B button on uh, Xbox, right? If I'm using that and then I have to hit the top face button, which is a Y, it's so hard to like, because it feels like if you left, if you took your thumb off of the sprint button, which was B for too long, it wouldn't do like the actual dash attack. It would just do your normal heaving like heavy attack. And so I struggled a lot with trying to pull off the dash attack because of the fact that I had to use the same, my same thumb for that one. I don't know. Like I I always have a hard time with like having to hit those two buttons like so quickly next to each other for some reason. Is that a problem on PlayStation for you too? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if I'm doing something with circle and I have to jump up to triangle right away, it's the same type of thing. It'll be the same if I'm on like on a PlayStation X and then square. It's like trying to do that upward motion. It's I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just I have bad thumbs and Let maybe me... I need to use the Thompson technique or something like that to work <laughs> on my technique. thumb dexterity. I was just going to ask my friend oh, who's broken. a doctor like is he broken? I think he's broken. I don't I I don't have any issues with that and okay. I don't I don't play video games. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should uh, check out premierhealthmn.com and see if they can Get you fixed up over there at Premier Health. Yeah, I mean, we suggesting Dr. Camille. <laughs> I did. I did kind of hurt my thumb a little bit yesterday while I was lifting some stuff to move, but I don't think that was it. I just it's it's a weird thumb movement thing that it, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. That's a me thing though. Joey, I know that you have a few points here that you want to break down this game, so I will give my opinion next. I thought the exploration was kind of fun. I thought that the combat was kind of fun. The problem that I ran into was the boards were often just too long. Yep. This was a five-hour game that I felt should have been like a three-hour game because yeah. there was just a lot of repetition with the dudes. Overall, there's enough bad guys in this game. It's just the boards throw the same like group or types of bad guys at you in different configurations. And so I thought the exploration was kind of fun, the combat was kind of fun, but put them together and it's just like, oh, this is not a game that I am crazy about well and so the weird thing about that is so the game the game can't couldn't surprise you with combat at all because it got to the point where if you get on a screen and you can move three-dimensionally it's an exploration screen if you get onto a screen and you're only moving left to right it's a combat screen and so there's there's like never really many occasions where you would be starting off moving in three dimensions and then it would lock you into two dimensions for the combat. Um, and, and so I think that was like a little bit of a negative because I think the game maybe could have given you a little bit more of that difficulty if like you were exploring this little nook and a guy drops out, you got to attack him, right? Um, like that's a good way, I think, to ramp up difficulty and ramp up tension as opposed to let's just throw lots of dudes and make the 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 space between checkpoints three times longer. Uh, I, that's just a that's a lazy way to make difficulty. Do you think that this game would have been better served being a true two D experience through all aspects of it? Because like even two Ds, like you can press up to go through a door and to explore a different area, right? Like I don't feel like. I actually didn't even notice that 3D, 2D, like yeah. 2D locked you into combat and 3D was always exploration. Yep. Um, I, I think it was fine. I just think they should have done a little bit more to spice it up a little bit. Like if you're on a 2D plane, you're you're maybe going to find ammo, but you won't find anything else on those screens. Whereas the other ones, it's like, okay, I got to really look around because I can move in three dimensions. So there's probably something hidden here. Um, and, and maybe, I mean, maybe that was a conscious choice by them too, but I think that's somewhere where they could have added a little bit of spice to the gameplay by throwing some difficulty at you in those instances or play around with your expectations a little bit more with that. Yeah. Like go back to Resident Evil one zombie bus out of the closet. Right. Right. Good stuff right there. Yeah. You know, why not? We've talked a bit about combos already. Joey, I know that you have frustrations on both ends of combos, both what the players can do and what the enemies can do. What, what inconsistency there drove you crazy? Well, so, so the, the beginning of the game, you know, you're fighting humans and it seems like you're on like the same, like the same, you're as fast as them. They're as fast as you, kind of. There's a couple of bad guys that are like mini bosses or whatever that are a little bit quicker because, like, the guy that has the spear is a little bit faster because he's using a spear, kind of thing, you know? And that's fine. That's understandable. Uh, but when you get to the point where you're going through Yomi and you're fighting things, they're just so much faster than you. And, <laughs> and it's like, 
you get animation locked into doing something and they can hit you like five times in that time period. I, that I'm exaggerating, but that's basically how it works. Are you talking about the guys that like headbutt you over and over and over and over again? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like that was like I'm pretty sure those are the first ones where I experienced that and I was like, "What in the Yeah. F? Those are the uh, sword because, guys, right? And they also do the bubble attack. Yeah. They do like it was like a head like he was wearing it looked like he was wearing I don't know some sort of I think he had like a flag above his head or something like that and they oh, would just run yes, at you and just headbutt you yes. over and over. That was over. A, yeah. <laughs> Yes. What in the heck? Because, yeah, you'd be right in the yeah. middle of, like, a heavy cob, and all of a sudden just yeah. wham, 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 wham. And I'm like, I'm halfway dead. Like, yeah. what that just happened? Well, and, 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 yeah, and so, and then your combos can get broken up all the time by the enemies, but you can't ever, rarely can you break, like, so if, if a dude starts attacking you with a combo. Shuriken. Sure, maybe that's what I needed to do. It's like, I try to block, and a block never happens after that. Yeah, I think that's the only reason shurikens are in the game because gotcha. they didn't do like any damage, and I never used them. But when I <laughs> I was uh, reading something after I beat the game, it was like, oh, so that's what those stupid gotcha. things were there for. <laughs> that's the other thing; it gives you that stuff, and it, I would use those when it's like, okay, I know a guy's almost dead, and he moved away from me. Just throw three of those things in there, and hopefully he dies, kind of thing. You know, the 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 bow was the best weapon. Because it was fast enough, and it, it did consistent damage, it felt like, to me. Disagree. I like the gun. I thought the gun was worthless. I thought the gun was awesome. The I mean, gun it, was, it, it was super slow. super damaged, but it was so slow where half the time I tried to shoot it, and the guy was on top of me smoking me by the time I got a shot off. And sometimes you have to reload it before you shoot. Sometimes you don't. Like, who the fuck knows which one <laughs> it's going to be when you hit the button, you know? It's, like, tied to nothing. Like, okay, I didn't have time to reload last time. And you're stuck in that animation. You can't break out of it as much as you, like, this fucker's going to attack me. Move, you idiot. And it's like, I can't do it. I'm sitting here chunking my gun, chunking my gun. Just <laughs> the show. I know, I'm sorry. That was something that just annoyed the piss out of me. Because it's like, okay, I'm tied in for this next 10 seconds, apparently. I'm just going to get, like, reamed by these guys. Yeah, you got to pick your shots for it. I, For me, it was never a tool to use when you first run into an encounter. Like, once you know where the guys are coming from, like, if you know a group of three guys is coming from over here, then, like, you stand on the far end of the yeah. screen. You load that some... B and then you fire as they come running up to you and you can clear three or more guys out at once with it. Yeah, well, if it hits them, like it's it seemed so sporadic as to whether it would actually hit dudes or not. Like there'd be three guys in front of me and the guy in front would live, but the two behind would die. It's just like okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's I, curious. It's I just have... weird. There's there's like lots of inconsistency with that gun. Whereas the bow and arrow, it's like if I hit a guy once, he's gonna take a lot of damage, probably die. If I hit him a second time, he's dead. I also loved using the gun on bosses. Loved it. Like, timing was tricky. You had to be real careful with that reload. And, like, that first shot, you better make sure you are far away because you don't know if you're reloading or not. Yeah. But it would, especially when I got a boss, like, close to the end, it's like, oh, gun, 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 Yeah. To be honest, and granted, I didn't fight the last two bosses, so this Couldn't use it on them. They were too fast. Right. But I thought the boss battles were the were some of the best parts of this game because... It, al- it gave you opportunities to use kind of all the tools at your disposal, and then you still had to kind of learn how is it that this boss attacks. Um, this bo- Maybe this game should have just been a boss rush game where you fight mini-bosses and bosses with a couple things thrown in between, and it would maybe be better for that. The old um, cuphead approach. Something like that, because I-, I think that's where they did the best design, and then after that they're like, okay, how do we make this more difficult? Okay, triple the amount of guys, and you know, get rid of that one checkpoint in the middle so they have to go further. Um, that was their answer to difficulty. And that's, to me, like I said it before, that's, I think that's just, that's laziness. And it's not an interesting way to build difficulty for the player. It's just a frustrating way to build difficulty. I'm going to push away from the term laziness, and I'll just say poor design. Like, okay. I think it was Sorry. a bad decision. I I I have a tremendous amount of respect no, I, for it. I agree. I'm being hyperbolic <laughs> because I'm a, I am got a little frustrated with this game, as you could probably tell. But Yeah. Um, uh, and going back to bosses for a second, there's a boss in particular that I loved. I believe it was the boss at the end of Chapter 4. It's the girlfriend when she comes yep. back as like that big demon chick. When I realized that I could roll through her legs and get behind her, like the yep. first couple times I fought her, she just smoked me. I'm like, how on earth yep. am I going to do this? Because I think she has like an area attack and like she just 
pummeled me into the ground mercilessly. I'm yeah. like, oh, is this the end of this game for me for uh-huh. all time? Because I'm having so much fun <laughs> yeah. so far. But like, once I rolled through her legs, got behind her, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. I can do some damage. I can run away and roll through her legs again and kind of turn the tides of the game for me for a little bit. Yeah, the boss in Chapter 5, too, I thought, uh, th- that was my favorite fight of the game. Which one was that again? Um, I mean, that was your, your former master, but he's like in demon form or whatever. Like that that fight was so fun because you you face him the first time and he just hits hard. You're like, I'm gonna try to block his huge spear. It's like, nope, <laughs> you're not blocking crap. So it's like, okay, what do I have to do to? I, I I thought it did the best job of like figuring out how to use all your tools in the best way and to take advantage of what he's doing in order to win the battle. I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun. Like I really like that. I as much as I hated Chapter Five. Like, that put me out on a high note, and I'm like, okay, I got to the beginning of Chapter 6. Next time I play it, it's, like, going to be different, you know? Um, and then I picked it up <laughs> at the beginning of Chapter 6, and I got incredibly frustrated and stopped playing the game. For good, maybe. But uh, but anyway, um, I, I think some of the other things, quick. Like, rolling wasn't always responsive. Before we go down oh, another um, path, let me just kick it to Casey for a second. Casey, your thoughts on the boss fights, and did any of them particularly mm. stand out to you? Because for Joey and I, they were both very high points. Yeah, it's it's hard because I ended up finishing chapter five, six, and seven on easy mode, unfortunately. So hey, you did what you had to do to get through the show. Yeah, yeah um, I was too frustrated to switch it to easy mode. The, the boss. <laughs> so so five, six, and seven, they were really cool, but like it, like honestly, the difference between easy and medium is almost comical. Like it's. <laughs> If you want to get through this game and you want to enjoy a good story, play it on easy mode. I'll, I'll just say that because it's it's ridiculous how how easy the bosses are and like how hard you actually hit and how like just the people or the enemies you're fighting themselves like they won't hit you for two three bars of time. You get hit and you get only lose one bar. It's uh-huh. it's kind of insane. So like the the one that probably really stood out the most to me was the end of chapter four. The uh, um, the girlfriend when you're fighting again and that one like. It did take a little bit of timing, and for me, what I figured out was that you could stand between when she would like rain down the, the bombs or you know or fire or whatever mm-hmm. it was. You could stand between and just pummel her with ranged attacks yeah. at that point in time. And I ended up just getting her down and ended up finishing her off with some combo that I got to work. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that one probably stood out the most. The other ones like they seemed like they were really, really, really awesome looking, and, like and fighting uh, against them was still fun, but it was really easy. And chapter six has two main bosses that you fight. One is a version of yourself who is much faster than you. That was really interesting. It was hard, but it felt fair. And like that was it was really hard to overcome, but I was really proud of myself when I did it. The final boss fight against the big dad. Oh, it is so frustrating and just maddening. I still died against him probably five or six times on easy, on mode. easy mode. So yeah. I can't imagine how hard it was on medium. Yeah, I probably died five or six times against him before I hit him. Yeah, because the first form is just very, very strong. And like, if you're not on top of your parries and like used to his attacks, like he just cuts you to ribbons before you get out of the first phase. And we're like, oh, awesome. Then the second phase, he splits into two bad guys who are both equally tough and have different bags of tricks. And then the third form is a demon form of himself, which is just faster and again has an expanded bag of tricks. It was just, I mean, I probably spent over an hour, not even counting the time that I stopped to have dinner to try to cool off in between <laughs> before I finally topped this thing. But I'd come all the way to the end of the game. I really wanted to see how it ended. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, it's crazy because I had like, I hit the difficulty spike twice. So I started the game on hard mode. How was that for you, Burns? Um, Super I, so duper fun. Chapter one was tough, but I made it through it. And then partway through chapter two, I, I literally played the same section of chapter two for at least an hour um well i had an interesting experience with this because like i was checking in on xbox the app to see how much you guys had played and like i was two hours in and i was like i think on chapter three or chapter four and i saw you were four hours in i'm like burns did you beat this thing or what like i didn't even like realize you were playing you're like no i haven't touched it in a week yeah no and 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 i was like on chapter two still on hard because i had at that point no i was still on hard mode because i was in the middle of chapter two i at least played for an hour just on that one section of chapter two um, but yeah, I played three hours through the first chapter and a half of the game at least, um, before I dropped it down to medium. Then at medium, I was like, okay, I mean, there's still some difficulty to it, but yeah, it was like you said, the attacks that were doing all this damage to me was like nothing. Um, but yeah, and then I got to chapter six and 
like, like I said before, it's just you fight so many guys at once and then you have to do it again. And it's just so hard to try to get through all of that with even just a sliver of health left. And it'll do the thing where you don't fight like it's, I think each encounter is like eight enemies um, and at first you fight like five of them. And then after you kill a couple of them, like two more come on. And then once you get through all of them, you take another couple steps and then two more will come on at the end of it. And it does that again, like with the next screen as well. And it's just so much going on and so much that you have to try to string together to get through all of it. And then not having the stunning combo, like able to pull that off at all to get back some of your health with that or a finisher. And it's just like, it's just so... It just got too frustrating for me. And uh, and then, like, the other thing that I found through that was, like, the rolling. Like, I was just going to segue into that. You would you. try to get out of it, and, like, sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it'll be responsive, and you'll roll out of the way as someone's coming to attack you. And other times you hit the button, and it's, like, it's literally should have been early, but you just don't move. And then you get hit and hit and hit. And, it, and so it's, like, I just wish that could have been tighter because I feel like, I feel like if I could have... If, I, if the control was a little bit tighter, I maybe wouldn't have been as frustrated. I didn't run into that specific thing as much. I didn't try to roll away from enemies as much unless like it was a boss fight. But I did run into that. One peculiar quirk this game has is you have to press the A button to change which direction you're facing. Uh-huh. So like you could be facing to the right side of the screen, and if you press back on the joystick, I'm gesturing with my hands because that's super helpful when you're listening <laughs> to an audio podcast. But like if you press back on the joystick, he'll back up. Whereas if you press A, then you face the other direction, you push back on the joystick, and then he'll actually run in that direction. Mm-hmm. And I found that with switching direction to try to choose who I was attacking and defending against, super super imprecise and i got clobbered so many times and i'm like i should have changed directions like this yeah. combo should be working in the direction that i intended because i hit a i paused and then i started into my combo yeah like and it just didn't work out and again the controls in this game were just not tight enough yeah. and and it really it got to the point because eventually you get a you get an attack combo that you can do where basically you turn facing with the attack so as long as you hold, I think it's like backwards, and then the and then the like the X button, the melee strike button, the fast strike, um, then you'll like turn around and spin around and attack. I started just using that to turn around and got by with that until you get to the point where you have the ranged guys and that that that'll throw the arrows at you that you have to like because you can't use your combo if you're not by somebody, so you have to spin around to try to deflect those attacks. One of the things that this game did just to be uh, just to be a B, <laughs> they would hide guys with guns behind other troops, and like you oh, couldn't yeah. like dodge. I would try to roll in those instances, couldn't roll past the bullets. Couldn't. Yeah. They were literally inescapable until you like you got up in the guy's face, which is fine. Like when it's just him on the map, because you can run over there and maybe you can interrupt him before he can shoot you. Yeah. But then they started putting them behind other guys of various levels of beef, and it was just so frustrating. Yeah, well, and then there's there's this one. It's I think it, I think it's called a wraith enemy, and it's basically it's it's a woman that has like this this energy field that she swarms around her, and then what she'll do is she'll be on the ground for a little bit, but then she'll levitate into the air and summon enemies, and sometimes like if basically whenever I saw one of them, I would run up to them and just hammer the Y button, the heavy attack, over and over to try to kill them as fast as possible before they could spawn anything. But there were some battles where I had to fight five waves because I couldn't get back to her fast enough to attack her and get like the shield off and then kill her before she summoned two more dudes. One bullet. One bullet and she's down. Right, if you're not like in the middle of other dudes trying to sh- trying to fight them. Then you prioritize getting her and getting reloaded, and you yeah. shoot that one bullet. Like, <laughs> but she but, is. What, total if she, pain. what if she floats back up in the air? She's already dead. Oh, again. Really? Even if so, you hit the button ten seconds before she appeared, so that it would fire by the time she finally got there. Is that how you did it? <laughs> yeah. After restarting those checkpoints again and again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. <clears throat> she was a major pain. I thought she was an interesting enemy, but like I would just sprint to her and shoot the gun. Yeah. Well, and so then there's another enemy that you fight later on in the game uh, that I think is super interesting. And basically, what he does is he teleports himself and leaves a copy of himself. And if you attack the copy, you basically get stunned 
are slowed. It's like it basically drains your stamina and it refills faster than it would if you manually drained your stamina. Um, and I thought that was really cool because after he teleports, uh, he's like frozen for a little bit. So if you just go up and attack him, he's not going to block you. Um, now, granted, that becomes more of a pain when you're swarmed by five other enemies at the same time as him and can't get to him. And then you're trying to attack something else, but then you accidentally hit the other thing and then you're stunned. And then it's like, okay, I guess it's just open season on me. You know, cue to me feeling like I'm the guy in Shaun of the Dead that's the zombie that's the owner of the bar that they're all hitting with pool cues. Like, that's how I felt at times in this game. And I was more Edge of Tomorrow, Emily Blunt. Let's reset. <laughs> I did do that a few times, too. It's like, okay, I have another screen to get through. I have two bars of health, and I just, like, lift my hands off the controller and be like, kill me. Yep. <laughs> One thing before we move on, we uh, we talked about how there are enough bad guys in the game. I think we just had an interesting discussion about some of their bags of tricks. And so, like, there were some interesting yeah. enemy designs in this game. I talked about how I thought the game was too long. Burns, I think you took issue with the oh. level design, uh, especially in the later chapters. What were some of the things that you found so challenging about it? Well, so I, the biggest thing is just the, the checkpoint system is you have these lanterns that you go to, and that basically saves your progress where you're at at that point. Um, and and as the game gets as the game goes on, they spread those out more and more but it's 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 inconsistent there's been there were times where i would find a lantern i would move like another room over do a little exploration and find another lantern it's like i literally saw no enemies there was no chance to see enemies and i found a lantern and then it's like okay now i have to fight 20 dudes before i find the next lantern over like three screens or it's paired with which was your favorite it's paired with this point where you do a lantern and then, oh, I go into this room and have to wait for everything to shift around for me to then have this door open up for me to go down that way. That was the worst moment in the game for yes. me. That was the closest I came to breaking on this game. It was just <laughs> a long animated sequence. And it was cool the first time. It was like yeah. an interesting visual thing that they did. But then in that specific instance, it is a long area between checkpoints. And it's just a gauntlet. And each and every single time, you have to watch that same stupid yep. animation over and over and over and over again. Yep. No skipping it. Yeah, They do a good job of, like, if you've seen, like, a, an intro cutscene to a battle, it just skips right to the fight afterwards. Um, and then if there's like a dialogue section, you can hold down Y to skip it if you've seen it already. But yeah, those instances, you had to just wait for the board to reset so you could go through the door that you needed to go through. And like the first time it was like, oh, there's an element of time pressure here. After that, not so interesting. Yeah. My favorite thing, and this probably, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it, Tom, because I was playing it easy mode on this point in time, but after slogging through waves and waves and waves of ener enemies, I forget if it's chapter six or seven where you're running through the it must be seven because you're back to there's your old chapters your, is it six yeah there's two like, like there's two, two parts, parts of, of six? six okay so the second part of six when you're back in your village you're you're, you're back to your normal self again and the village is on fire and exploding and like the fire is like spreading and you have to sprint through everything like did you get through that like the first time no problem um i think so because that was similar to the bridge collapsing section right Kind of. I mean, but it was like you had to climb over stuff and there were like different turns and things. I didn't die, but I didn't die probably because I was on easy, perhaps. Yeah, I don't remember um, that being particularly frustrating. I remember the bridge falling being interesting. That didn't particularly vex me. And I vaguely remember the fire section and I don't remember like that being a particular struggle for me. How about the boat? Did you, <laughs> did you die on the boat the first time where nope. there was like two waves of enemies and then you had the boat that you had to let the water out of the dam. And then if you got in the boat, but didn't cut the rope first, yeah. then the boat would submerge and you would drown. First try. I had a knack for finding those things where like you had to cut the rope because there's a couple environmental traps in the game where if you like yep. cut the rope, a uh, big pile of logs, total uh, battle of ender type yeah. traps. I just had a knack for spotting those for some reason. So I didn't die in the boat, and I'm glad that it frustrated you. So I, I that <laughs> I one, well, I, I, I... Oh, go ahead. No, it didn't frustrate, frustrate me too bad, because I'm like, well, that wasn't so bad. Because like, when I died, I, playing on easy mode, I think at that point in time, I, 
it was easy to get back to. But I, rem- I remember thinking, God, if I was still playing this on medium or even hard, <laughs> and that's what killed me, I would have been so pissed. Well, the worst thing about, about that one for me was that I hit the button on the dam and I noticed the rope. And I was like, oh, crap. And I tried to run over there right away. But it's like, once you hit the button on the dam, you can't do it. Oh, no. And so you're just like, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here and wait for it to kill me, I guess. Awesome. I made it to the boat. And the water just kept rising and rising and rising. And then my boat sank. And I was like, what in the hell? Awesome. Moving on. Any game emulating a movie should have a strong narrative. This game follows young swordsman Heroku as he confronts failure, death, and atonement. Casey, were you into this story? I thought the story was really good. Uh, it was definitely the high point of the game for me. Uh, I agree. I thought it was a surprisingly strong point. Yeah. and Like we said, I gave up halfway through. Chapter 5 was, was the end of the end for me. And I had to switch the difficulty to easy because I really wanted to see how it, how it all ended in the end. And I was openly hostile to this game through the first two chapters. Like, we were texting back and forth, and I was not enjoying this experience. And then (laughs) I get to the end of Chapter 3 through sheer stubbornness. I guess the boss at the end of Chapter 2 had me a little bit interested, too. I thought that was a cool setup. But then the boss at the end of Chapter 3 does this interesting narrative hook, and it's like, oh, well, now I'm into this. And Chapter 4 kind of sucked, and there were (laughs) elements in the back half of this game that I really didn't like. But the story was really good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the story, too. Uh... And I think, yeah, like them doing it only in Japanese dialogue, there's no, I don't think there's any choice to change it to English at all. Um, I I think I looked for it just to see, but I I don't think so. Um, But I think that adds a lot to the story also and helps root you in the setting a lot. And and yeah, I think, I think it's a good story. I think the narrative aspects of like chapter four and five where, especially four, where you're like fighting all of the people you've already killed or that died because of you, basically, uh, and you're fighting them again. Like I thought that was a really interesting concept, and it's it's sort of like you like seeing all of the things that you did and the people you had wronged in your life kind of thing. I kind of spoiled this joke for you before Casey got here, but in that same segment, there is one area of the game where like you're leading these troops and they get ambushed and they all wind up getting like tied to stakes and like shot to death in front of you. And it's like, Oh, well that's really dark and unfortunate. And so like you end up fighting these guys later in the game. I'm like, well, I know you're weak to arrows. (laughs) (laughs) Shot them all with arrows again. And that's their afterlife, just getting shot by arrows, just like in their real life, right? Forever. Well played. Well played. I'm glad that I had a chance to share that anecdote. There are multiple endings in this game. I watched them all on YouTube. I I hated the ending that I got. I really hated it. And there's like you make three choices through the course of the game that align with either duty, love, or uh, fury. And I chose duty for the first two, but I inadvertently chose fury for the last one because I thought like it was an illusion and I thought I was making the right choice to like seal my uh, uh. alignment. And I got a really terrible ending. And after watching all the endings, I am absolutely comfortable saying it is the worst, but I won't spoil it here. Are there only three endings? Or are there more depending on if you change like which choice you make at the three points? I believe there's four. There okay. are the three, and I think it's only one choice that you make matters. I think you're led one? to believe... Yeah, I think it oh, all really? goes down to the last choice. Interesting, okay. And uh, there's also a hidden ending. If you beat the boss at the end of chapter three, the back half of the game just doesn't happen. No way. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty interesting thing, and uh, if you've played the game, or if you're not going to play the game, I encourage you to look it up, because it's, uh, it's a very interesting ending. Huh. That wouldn't be interesting. I mean, I got, the, I got that boss in Chapter 3 down to half health before he killed me. Yeah, I don't know if I hit him. <laughs> He's I, hard, yeah. and it, it, when you hit him, he did you did not do much damage. Um, but at that point, I was flying high off of dropping from hard to medium <laughs> difficulty, so I was like, yeah, yeah. And then he killed me, and then I was just like, ah. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, it's supposed to happen. It's okay. Well, I think I maybe I hit him once or twice. I'm like, oh, I can't hurt him. Okay, I I see where this is going. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, that makes sense, too, because the the way that they said the story, like it says you didn't beat him, or you had a chance to beat him twice, and you didn't beat him, so blah, 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 or they phrased it, you go on to fight him again. That's interesting. Joey, you nominated this game for Game Pass Forever. (laughs) How does the whole package come together? Are you happy with the experience? It's interesting writing the show notes before I actually talk to you guys and get your full thoughts. Yeah. Uh, 
I was I was actually happy with the experience for the first four chapters, um, and then after that, the and I talked about this before on the Bloodborne show, um, the fun to frustration ratio swung extremely in the frustration like direction to the point where like I def I rage quit last night when I was on chapter six and I was not very far into chapter six when it just got to the point where it was just like frustrating and to the point of just like I was angry and said I, I didn't delete the game. I was about to delete the game off my console, but I didn't because <laughs> I would like to go back and, and finish it at some point. But. You get off my lawn, Chuck Yomi. Yep. Just for a frame of reference, would you rather play this or Sunset Overdrive? So, I mean, that's like a loaded, it's a loaded question. Like, I'm almost to the end of this, so it's like I could just drop it down to easy and then get to the ending and see what my ending would be. Um, and that would take maybe another half hour, hour. Um, or you could just go blast some OD and that'd be fun. I guess I could spend another <laughs> half hour, hour in Sunside Overdrive and turn it off again. Yeah, um, just like shoot some rockets. That. Like, um, th- th- you gotta admit it'd be more fun to play Sunset Overdrive. Um, maybe <laughs> more fun as rewarding, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it may be not, well, I don't know. It might be equally frustrating. I'm not 100% sure. Well, Casey, you enjoyed this game early on. You played it to the completion after dropping the difficulty down too easy. What was? What are your thoughts on the overall package? I Pretty similar to Joey. I, chapter 5 was just was just too much for me to handle, but the story was, was enough for me to drop it to easy and keep playing because I wanted to see where... Uh, where it went and it's just really unfortunate because the developers just made some bad mistakes on that level and the other two levels with the crazy ramp up of difficulty compounded by the increased distance between the save shrines and bad controls <laughs> that compounded that and then just that poor level design too like where they zoomed way out and had some just just weird stuff that they had you go through where the difficulty ramp up would have been enough but to right. make you do that compounded by some of the other choices they made was was just too much for me to overcome every time i play a game like i'm always thinking on a zero to ten scale and i very i hesitate to put that number on a game publicly because i get it feels hard to like brand a piece of art with a zero to ten rating Uh although i constantly think about it constantly think about it Uh, a bar that you've helped me realize burns is swimming in sevens like you talked about that on dragon's dogma show and a couple other games and like like swimming in sevens generally a pretty fun game with some flaws i'm like this is definitely below that how far below that and uh i had a number in my head and i'm like do i say this out loud like i don't want to trash a developer because i do appreciate that video game developers make video games Mm -hmm. and i love video games and i had a number in my head and i'm like oh i I just don't think i'm gonna say it and then i saw game informer printed the same number that i was thinking (laughs) they gave it a six seven five and i think that's about right yeah because there are elements of this game that i think are outstanding visually generally uh i thought the visual art style was amazing i thought the story was really interesting i wanted to see what happened with the story but like that moment to moment gameplay just often frustrated and vexed me almost to my wits end yeah i can't believe you made it through uh, like kudos seriously it was that, that that's that's a grind man the only reason that it happened was uh my wife's sister was in town and so phoenix and the girls were up at their parents house for a couple of days and so i just had a big chunk of time and it's like well i could play something fun or i could actually do the research for my show (laughs) (laughs) so to everyone who listens to outside is overrated this is my gift to you finishing slog to yomi Slog to Yomi. See, I think you calling the game Slog to Yomi multiple times is probably much more of a slam to the developers than me just saying that it was lazy design to just throw more dudes at you and increase the distance between things. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about like calling developers lazy that I know. I'm sorry. Just wrinkles me, and like I, I just don't believe that anything was easy. I think they work really hard. I just, you know, sometimes things don't come together particularly well, like the medium. <laughs> Final thoughts and takeaways it on Trek to Yomi, Casey. <laughs> it ends in me. Yeah, it was it was just okay. Um, really enjoyed the first four levels, and it's really f- funny going back to some of the text messages that we had and saying, like, oh, just wait till you get to chapter five. I'm like, it can't be that bad. Yeah, it was that bad. Uh, after that, yeah. The, um, I borrowed a favorite phrase from the South Park movie to describe the game at one point. I, uh, I taco. Don't. Kyle's mom's a. Oh, no. 
was like, how does that, how does that tie in? Oh, yeah, after, after Chapter 4, the difficulty combined with the poor controls was just too much for me. Uh, the story was really interesting, uh, and interesting enough for me to want to continue, so I did, but I had to switch to easy mode. Uh, I got what I think was a good ending. Um, I don't want to spoil... Yeah, I watched what it. I, I did. It was good so, too. but yeah, it was it was I I was really satisfied with with the uh, with the ending that I got, and in the end, like my experience, even though there was plenty of frustration along the way, was I don't know satisfying. Like the, my my ending was it was enough for me, and I'm glad I I switched it to easy mode and ended up continuing on. I want to bring up something from real life here that I thought was interesting. 72 hours ago, you had not downloaded this game yet. Correct. 72 hours ago. <laughs> it's a remarkable thing that you got through this in this weekend. And thank you for getting through it and having an opinion that we could talk about. And it's just so interesting to me. Like I was, I was tracking on Xbox how much you guys were playing because, you know, I'm an obsessive control freak. And I, I appreciate that you guys have me in your lives. And it's like, oh, well, I texted you. I'm like, do you want to get off the show? Like, I know someone else is playing it. Like, I I can get a fill-in. And you're like, oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a short game. Trust me. I got it. So, so does it bother you when I play one of the, these games on PlayStation then? Or do you just track me on PlayStation? No, I mean, I'm on PlayStation a lot. So, like, I can pop in and look at what my friends are playing at all all the time because I generally think it's interesting. Um, so, no, not really. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I only creep, like, a little bit on you guys. Like, yeah. Two inches. <laughs> I, I will admit, like, I kind of, I didn't forget, but I, I was like, oh, crap, we're recording this Sunday. Like, for some reason, <laughs> I was thinking it was next Sunday, and I'm like, oh, I got some time. And I'm like, oh, crap. But then I'm like, well, it's a short game. It's like a five-hour time frame. Like, yeah, I guess if you went, if you were really good at it, you could get through it. No, I don't that, believe like, that that's true. Casey, you have the best Twitch reflexes out of anyone I know. And, like, if you can master the parry counterattack timing, like, I think the game is just not functioning properly. So I don't know. Unless somebody played on easy the whole way, like, I don't think there's any shortcuts to the Tractor Yomi. I don't think there's any fast track. I just, it is what it is. Yeah. If you like it, that's great. That's awesome. Tweet me at TomSilatigoyo, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this game. Yeah, it's a, it's a track, that's for sure. It sure is. Bernsey, your final thoughts and takeaways on Tractor Yomi. Uh, I mean, there were some things I really enjoyed with the game, uh, but kind of what I alluded to, it just gets way too masochistic for its own good by the end of the game. And I know that that was probably a, a choice that it made. And it's not like a uh, Soulsborne game, which is often masochistic by design, because you can progress and get better in those games and get stronger and overcome your obstacles. And this is just like, well, you're going to butt your head on this wall and yep. you're either going to quit or you're going to not. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Because I kept comparing it to that, where it's like, if I take a break from, like, Bloodborne and then come back, I usually have, like, oh, yeah, I can approach this this way or I can approach this this way. Where, really, it's just, like, I need to get lucky and get the this group of enemies in a different way. There was one weird spot where there was one weird spot where everybody kept running away from me and I couldn't attack them. And I ended up having to use all of my ranged ammo to try to kill them because they literally always ran away from me and I couldn't, they didn't attack me. I would move towards them. They just keep running away from me. Were you playing XCOM too? I, I was going to say, it sounded just like that. It was so weird. Same thing happened to me. Yeah. Now that you say it, was it chapter four? No, I had, it happened to me. It happened to me in, I think it was the beginning of chapter six. Actually, it happened to me at one point. Mine was in chapter four, and I remember because I was reading through the show notes, like kind of seeing, like, oh, what should I kind of focus on for this part? And like, I don't want to spoil what you said, but at least it works. And I'm like, it didn't work for like half of chapter four. The same thing yeah. happened to me, where they were just constantly running away. Nobody would attack me, and I would kind of just switch back and forth between the two. I ended up being able to cut them down. And what got me <laughs> is I ended up dying to one of the dudes with the cannons, mm -hmm. still shot for some yeah. reason. So I ended up getting hit by one of the cannons and ended up killing me. And then when I respawned, everything was back to normal. I'm like, oh, this is the difficulty that's supposed to be had. But I just, I thought exactly like, oh, Tom had the same problem with XCOM. Bug, wait, he said it worked. No, it didn't. <laughs> so in addition to everything else, there's still some bugs in this game. Well, too. and the other, the other frustrating thing I ran into was uh, in the later parts of the game, there were random lines of dialogue that just weren't, there was no sound. Um, and, huh. and then there was a couple of times where there should have been like noise. Like when you do one of the puzzles, 
air quotes puzzles is what I'd like to call them. Um, and like it started making like this rumbling sound as the rocks came together and then it was just silence. Interesting. You're so, playing on Series S. Casey, yep. you're probably playing on Xbox One. Yep, still playing on the One. I was on the X. I didn't encounter any bugs. Yeah, so maybe maybe it was just a difference with the, the different versions, though uh, technically the S and X version shouldn't be too different, but I'm sure because there's different performance levels, that could be the case. So yeah, that was one other thing that was unfortunate and that then on top of just like them like hammering me with like the difficulty near the end it was just like ah it's not worth i was just frustrated with the game at that point and needed to take a break from it i'd like to maybe get back to it at some point to see the ending but oh it's unfortunate because i and honestly it, it frustrates me that like now this is what like two or three recordings in a row where i came on and it was just like blasting a game because i really do want to like the games i play um and and i want to enjoy them it's just it's just like i said it's that fun to frustration ratio and this one just weighed way too heavily on the frustration side of it in this game and that i guess is kind of the deal with playing a game for a podcast because like the oio community votes on what we're going to play we each put up a game i mean i don't think any of us intentionally puts up a game that we think will be a clunker right and it's like you know I focus on new experiences for me because I always want to play something new. And mm-hmm. I think it's important that we have these critical discussions because like, this looks like a very cool game. I'm sure the trailer looks awesome and visually it's very stunning, but uh, there are elements that are frustrating and I think it's fair for us to discuss that. Yep. Yeah, no, it's true. And going to my final thoughts and takeaways, comparing this to last month's Game Pass Forever game of Marvel Avengers, at least this worked. (laughs) At least I was free to decide that I didn't like this, as opposed to a game that I was very excited for, got a little taste of, and really, really, really enjoyed, and then it just broke and, like, couldn't play it anymore. This is a brand new game, Trek to Yomi, that I played that has just come out, and I didn't encounter any bugs. Marvel Avengers has been out for over a year. Big budget AAA game. Broken buggy mess. Janky ass tech demo. So, <laughs> at least this game worked. And when we have our end of the year discussion, spoiler alert, this game is going to be above Avengers for me. And I am going to fight hard. Whenever, wherever you guys want to put Truck to Yomi, I am going to fight tooth and nail for Truck to Yomi to be above Avengers. I mean, we might have to cut some deals this year because I think this is going to be even more, much more acrimonious than our whole missed. Uh, uh, discussion last uh, last year, but uh, and we're, we're only halfway deserved. through the year, so yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, I mean, we're gonna play the one that's gonna be number one next month, though. So Ooh. I'm, I don't know. I just I really enjoy the game. So well, next month for Game Pass Forever, we play Yakuza like a dragon. Become Ichiban Kasu. Kasuga, yeah. Kasuga. A low-ranking Yakuza grunt left on the brink of death by the man he trusted most. Take up your legendary bat and get ready to crack some underworld skulls in this dynamic RPG combat set against the backdrop of modern-day Japan. Yakuza is an established and long-running franchise. It has had one main protagonist up until Like a Dragon. I have played a little bit of the remake of the first game, Yakuza Kiwami, and it was awesome. Like Of all the games I've played on Game Pass Forever, that is maybe... Maybe my favorite for the moment-to-moment gameplay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and, like, you asked me after the first year of doing Game Pass, like, what my favorite games were, and I I completely forgot that I played Kiwami for Game Pass Forever. (laughs) This is much better as, like, a group experience than just Tom jamming into a show each month. Well, you liked Yakuza Kiwami, and you liked JRPGs, so this is going to be a treat for you. Absolutely. New protagonist, absolutely new style for the game. Uh, Burns, you've played more Yakuza than I have. Is this a good jumping-on point for the franchise? Well, so, yeah... So it's a new character, and there, there's some references to some characters from the other games. I've played all of Yakuza 0, loved Yakuza 0. I started Yakuza Kiwami, but I played it, like, too close to Yakuza 0. And with, like, the beat-em-up style of of combat and game, I feel like you need it in, like, certain doses. And if you play too much of it, you just it gets repetitive, right? And so I played it too close to that, but it's still a good game. Um, but Yakuza Like a Dragon is... Completely different gameplay style, like you said. Um, new character, uh, new sort of situations. It's all obviously dealing with the Yakuza, but um, it, I think it's a great jumping on point because it's pretty disconnected from a lot of the other things that happen. And Casey, you've never played a video game before. Are you excited for the bright, shiny colors? Uh, is there melee? Uh, um, 
you've honest question have you ever played a jrpg like a traditional jrpg like an old school final fantasy anything in that ilk uh i don't hmm, like not something no, seriously you sunk time into like you probably played something with pat before hey i got the reference in finally Whew, that was a close one <laughs> Like Chrono Trigger, that that that's not a JRPG though. No, it is. That would is be it? a JRPG. It's yeah. it's a little bit different, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah. So probably so, that Chrono Trigger. So there's melee attacks. You tell the guys to fight, and then they hit, and then you have a button press that you can time with it to do more damage. Okay. Your first JRPG in 25 years. I'm really excited to get your impressions on it. Yeah, I you should just, download it tonight, not 72 hours before we record. Yeah, it's a longer game, so yeah. I was all prepared so, to like so make start fun on, of you. start tonight. Start tonight. Start tonight. <laughs> yep. I would say there's zero chance that we actually finish this game, but hopefully we can get a good chunk into it and have a good discussion yeah. about it next month. I maybe could because I'm already halfway through it. Nice. But I haven't played it in over a year, so. Well, it's not as rough as when you jump back into Horizon Zero Dawn <laughs> after years nine later. years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't that long, but it was a long time. If you enjoy this content, please back our show on Patreon. This standalone segment, Game Pass Forever, is tied to a specific tier of support on Patreon. You can back us for as little as $2 a month, but at $10, you get an extra podcast from Tom and Joey. Check it out at patreon.com slash OIO. Thank you for listening. Stay inside.